0: ...and pledge a monthly contribution, even just $2 a month, would be a huge encouragement. Hi and welcome to Mad Beef, the Australian Rollerblading Podcast. I'm Mikey Lynch and in this episode I chat with Ian Crawford, former Aussie um, pro-vert skater... ...about um, Scott Crawford at the Blading Cup this year, 2018 talk about Tyler Chris um, and then zoom in to um, his win at the um, NIS 97 Vert Final in New Jersey and kind of do a bit of a, uh, a talk through of that competition, um, which also the footage of that, well some TV footage from that will be um, saved up on the Mad Beef Facebook page and linked to on the SoundCloud um, as well, so you want to check that out. Uh, we talk more generally about 90s skate park layouts compared to the Feast Parks today, um, preferences for pants to skate in, um, how to plan out, and how Ian approached planning out a vert skating run, um, and plenty of other little bits and pieces. Besides, I hope you enjoy. Hello, hello. hi, man, how are you going? All right, how are you? Yeah, doing well, thank you. Uh, kids smooth to bed on my end, so that's nice. Awesome.
1: Very nice. Yeah, I've, um, I've managed to get mine down without too much of a fuss, but um, yeah, I had to, you know, start this afternoon, like, a few hours before, I'm like, I'm going to be on a Skype call, so at 8 o'clock, everybody's got to be in bed, they are going to stay in bed, and if they want Daddy for anything, what do they do? <laughs> I made yeah. them repeat, wait. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Exactly. Well, Daddy will we'll come see you. And I had to do it, like, a dozen times.
0: Thanks very but, much. <laughs> Super dad.
1: They were super sick of me saying it, but at least now they can repeat it to me. So if I come to the door, they they will see my wrath glare.
0: Yeah, the <laughs> rollerblading world thanks them. <laughs> um, it saw um, Scott Crawford's results in the veterans thingo for the Blading Cup.
1: Yeah, unreal. How good's that? <clears throat> Got to get out there and representing.
0: Yeah, then I saw yeah. some photos he was off at Woodward or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, I I saw some live footage as well, Um, the guy's skating at Woodward, he's out there with a few Aussies, there's Gav Drum and, you know, Robbie's been out there for a while now, Yeah. and um, so, yeah, he's got, you know, some Aussies with him, but um, then, you know, he's been over there enough times and has plenty of friends that, um, you know, he keeps in contact with regularly, so, um, yeah, between just Darren Forth and Julio and... Like, all the other OGs, there's yeah, there's no shortage of people for him to roll with, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, I got a message from him, um, I think, it's early today. Um, he was going, oh, you know, I'm, I'll be back, back on Friday, and we should Skype the following week. It ended up being kind of a blessing in disguise that the audio of our um, interview didn't work out because uh, I've got heaps yeah. to talk about. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, well, now you get a new sort of chapter of it. I know. Yeah, yeah. I was bummed when I,
1: I heard the um, the... That, that there was a problem with it in the first place. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah.
0: it was all good. It's funny, like, he finished up. I mean, he's, he's he's great, but he all finished up and went, oh, I feel like that was all over the place. It was no good. And I was I'm like, man, no, it was all great. But, you know, that's all right. It's um, uh, we get to one... redo. <laughs> yeah, that's right, you know, and, and from as you say, from a different perspective and, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it's, it's all good.
1: And he's been able to hear, green I mean, that's I think that's always an advantage to be able to hear yourself. Yeah. And I think in terms of performance in any arena, and I know, uh, Cesar was saying it during his interview. Um, a lot of the, the the really top skaters who actually um, ended up getting there uh, in that same way, where like the Yasutoko brothers had their father videotaping everything, mm. and I know Ty Chris was a serial videotaper. He tape everything, yeah. tape all the people who were skating against, tape his own runs. And people then, who um, were skating
0: against that you have to do game tapes for that reason.
1: Well, uh, look—it's for his own. He was, you know, a fierce competitor. He liked yeah. to compete. Um, he was also a talented magician, but um, you know that's a different story.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but he—he um, he would tape other people and then, uh, you know, watch the footage and see how other people were doing tricks. And like, realistically, what what better way to be able to watch and review people in real life rather than you know watching. Escape um, video where they had 50 attempts and you know got it oh, yeah. right yeah you know on the the 50th time or whatever and they did it much bigger or whatever than they usually do like you see them under pressure in that real environment yeah And um you know you see all the the little mishaps and um slights that happen during a skating competition and being able to watch it is great i mean i was never that way inclined um never put my Myself under that much pressure or mm. like put it in that sort of
0: such a serious box. Um, hey, I'm and, so on, on topic, Chris. Um, I, I, and maybe maybe you, just, you want to be discreet about this as well. But I, every now and then, I pick up vibes about mm-hmm. people who were around him at the time, and 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 I look, I I kind of know seeing him from some of those that um, X Games sort of footage. And then seeing sort of you know more sort of stunt performancey stuff more recently, um, yep. am I right in picking up vibes of some kind that he didn't necessarily kind of uh, I don't know am, am I picking up something there or is that just me um, <coughs> reading into things I'm, too much?
1: I'm not sure exactly what vibes you're referring to. Negative vibes.
0: Um, I'm picking up that people feel something <coughs> negative towards him in a way that I haven't necessarily picked up as people have spoken about other competitors.
1: Well. <laughs> There was definitely a negative vibe around the way that he would do that sort of stuff that I was referring to before. He would yeah. tape other people, like videotape other people's runs, and then you would see him incorporating some of those things into previous runs. But look, or into you know runs after that, and mm-hmm. um, you know he would make his own tricks. Yep. Um, but he had his own stuff that uh, not many other people were able to do or even would try, and he would yeah. pull it like. McTwist to switch McTwist in um, in runs, Um, so he was on his own level doing his own thing, but I think people didn't like the way that he was doing it. Uh, But look, he didn't do anything that was really unethical. It was just you know the way that he did it um, in the way that you know the Yasutoko's father uh, would videotape stuff, and I'm sure they watched their competition, but it was done in more of a, a different way.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but um and maybe you know people didn't get along with him quite so much. He was in a, a more mature person um than than most skaters and you know there's always going to be a slight language barrier because, you know, he had uh, quite a thick accent. Our language and, and um,
0: culture do bring in different things, don't they? And, and then yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you're older, you're a bit more self-contained in a way, socially, aren't you? Yeah, you're, you're a bit there. set
1: in your ways, that sort yep. of stuff. And, yep. you know, there's a certain things that you won't put up with and you, you don't mean about it, but there's things yeah. that you will dismiss or, um, you know, uh, move on from quickly that uh, as a child, you're a you know, more immature person, will go, oh, I'm not sure what you mean and sort of bring it up. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah there was there was negativity around it um but it it wasn't anything that would stop him from being able to be involved and have fun and um for people to to enjoy the actual skating that he did do cuz he's a very talented guy.
0: Oh clearly man yeah some, mm. just the amplitude and style often like yeah so the kind of flow that does those sorts of <laughs> to switch McTwist and just a lot of that was sort of yeah. really lovely yeah. <clears throat> you know yeah Mm. Um, Shall we dive in and keep talking competitions? And you, you shared this sure, sure. Um, video. It's, I haven't got to watch much of it, I'm afraid. It's, it's there to watch perhaps after this convo. But um, you shared <laughs> just very recently with your, um, you know, you've been posting a bunch of videos. Um, and uh, we've had, if people haven't seen it yet, um, uh, 1997 uh, NIS um, stop four in, where is it? New Jersey, Wildwood, New Jersey. Yep. Um, and uh, and this is one where you've posted here that you won the vert on this stop
1: yeah, I got first place on the vert in this competition. It was sort of at that um time where i was I was on a huge high uh, from uh, basically it was my first big trip to the states <clears throat> where I'd been there for a month, and um I just left woodward, uh, woodward West, and um, so I'd spent the last sort of two weeks just skating whenever I wanted, whatever I wanted wherever i wanted in you know the best place to skate in the world and then you know they dropped me on this uh you know niss skate park uh, that they just built and um yeah i'd literally been doing nothing else but skating for almost a month up until this so other than my injuries because um if you have a look carefully you'll see my wrists are both heavily strapped and uh, my boots were a lot tighter than usual because both my ankles were pretty gone. And I remember um, my wrists were absolutely terrible. Um, they had uh, some hard to turn doorknobs at Woodward, and by the end of the trip, <laughs> I was having a real trouble turning doorknobs because my wrists were so sprained. Like I'd just fall on them again and again and again. Yeah. But I didn't know how many times I was going to get opportunities like that. So I was going and I was skating anyway and I was falling because, yeah, who knows.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I remember you talking about the uh, the door handles and the woodward thing in one of our previous conference. Yeah. Hey, it's I funny, I mean, at the start of that, having the, the street course and it is, um, how much of it's the not yet figuring out how to do street courses, street skating runs, and how much of it's actually the design of these courses? They just... When you compare it to, like, the, the stuff that CJ skates on now and the NIST stuff, oh, sorry, the V mm-hmm. stuff, Fice, yeah. yeah, where it's, um, I don't know, like you get these really smooth, how much of that is the course designs are better? How much of it is just figuring out how to do it is better? Because these early ones, there's obviously a bit of arm waving and all that, but there's also a lot mm-hmm. of stopping, a lot of striding along massive car park areas of flat and all this kind of gear. Yeah,
1: well, <clears throat> look, and I was criticized a few times because uh, I did several demos and uh, street competitions uh, during that stay, and um, my criticisms were that I was doing too many vert tricks on mm-hmm. the street, and so basically I was doing backflips and uh, misty flips and uh, fakie buyers and those sorts of things uh, on the street course, but I'm like, the ramps are built for this, mm. Um, if you look at them and <clears throat> I mean, I can only assume it was, a you know, within the first couple of years of all this stuff beginning. So nobody really knew what was best. Yeah. Uh, they just took, you know, the best elements of things, you know, what's the height of a good ramp, yeah. you know, six foot's good. Let's build a couple of six foot quarters and then basically just give you a back and forth and then yeah. you make whatever you want with it. And that's literally what all the courses were most yeah. of the time. Um, you could have like a, a nice circular flow. But, um, yeah, I remember quite often they'd have these big start-up ramps with a big uh, rail down the middle of it, yep. uh, which is fine, but getting back up there was literally <laughs> a climb back up there. So if you wanted to use that rail boring to watch, watch months,
0: isn't it? It's sad. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get
1: back up to the start. Yeah, it was a bit of a hike back up that ramp. And even the commentators, you hear him, mean, you know, he's going on back up to the start ramp what wasting a you bit sell? of time. And, yeah, yeah it, it takes a good 15, 20 seconds, and you've got, uh-huh. what, 90 seconds on there. Yep. Um, So yeah, you can watch the clock roll down while we walk up a a bank, Uh, whereas in the, the newer designs, they're usually more circular and you'll have larger elements on both sides. So if you want to get speed to go to something, to go back to a start position, you can usually hit a few tricks, hopefully.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, um, carve um, get it in a bowl speed. corner. Yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. in some ways it seems to me like it. I'm I'm keen to kind of get Sesa's reaction on this and maybe yours as well. But it seems like with the, the feast sort of stuff, it it's um it almost is a a place where a lot of the stuff that's related to to vert skating does get as much of an expression as street skating. Like it's a very different kind of thing. You're skating like a bowl course. That happens to have mm-hmm. some rails and coping much more than a, you know, um, and they're massive courses because they're often skating the BMX course, you know.
1: Yeah, um, and oh, in, some the same equipment. Go, yeah.
0: in some ways you go in some ways you go like this. This this lends itself, in a sense, almost more to a vert trained skater, uh, quite a different type of competition to where Scott's been at the moment with the Blading Cup, which is more just <coughs> going it's back and forth and they're owning that. It's you know Scott was saying to me yeah. on Facebook, you know, most people weren't so much doing lines as doing awesome once-off tricks with a couple of switches. You know, a what single I mean?
1: trick, and yeah. that's... And that's where you know inline separated itself, and yeah. here uh in that um ninety seven NIS comp you can see there's there's still a separation between street and vert yeah, but the street still has ways yeah. in which you can use it more like a vert comp yep. <clears throat> or you know with those elements um yeah. and then the the separation and we's, it was sort of forced by a lot of uh, like real street skaters. Uh, in inverted commas who would you know only skate street you know stairs and handrails and gaps yeah. um and wouldn't skate uh, park at all and yeah. then you know they wouldn't have um you know they wouldn't be used to skating transitions yeah um and then yeah in you know with that sort of skate if they've all they've done is handrails and gaps and ledges um, they could be phenomenal at those yeah. uh, but then you know go to a competition any competition today and have trouble yep. uh, with uh, yes yeah, some of the transition stuff but then closer like the blading cup um, as long as you can drop in competently you're um, you're pretty clear to to jump off a, a little a kicker or a box jump or something and do whatever trick you want on a flat box
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, and some of those coping boxes look really nice
0: mm. so so nice there was, there was, at this stage there's ASA and this is that right yeah yep, so the, the difference between them was ASA was kind of the the, more the pro thing only, is that
1: right? Uh, well, look, I went to both uh, within uh, a couple of weeks of each other and it, it, it was very similar. Yeah, okay. I didn't really notice too much of a difference. Um, yeah, I, I could give you elements. So just two separate,
0: each, two separate event organisers, two separate patterns of when they Yeah, where they National
1: Nice yeah. Skate Series and the ASA, was, yeah. Yep. Its own uh, American uh, Skating Association or mm-hmm. something. Sorry if I misget that one. But um, yeah, yeah there you are. Basically... I just
0: found you popped up at 42 minutes 10 seconds. Big okay. tweak, tweaked method backflip straight away to some other, whatever that is, a bio something. Yeah, okay. Big bag pants.
1: Yeah, no, I, I was watching that thinking, wow, those pants are a little bit big. But I was sponsored by Hardline. Uh-huh. And anybody who knows Hardline knows that it was difficult to get pants that would fit, um, and didn't look like that. Um, so yeah, I know I had a couple of pairs of pants that were size 34s and, you know, I was probably a a 26 or a 28. Um, and so (laughs) the, the pants were just ridiculously large. Um, and even sometimes, you know, you wear the shorts and um, the shorts basically covered everything up until basically your sock um, (laughs) at the top of your skate because they were so big and bulky. Um, And, yeah, I see myself today skating, and um, some parts of the footage I watch are going, oh, I kind of look like I'm wearing clothes that are too tight now. Uh But then back then it's too baggy, and I don't know. There needs to be some sort of in-between, but I think everybody's got their own sort of style. Some people pull it off, and um, yeah, I don't think I do a great job, but pulling off many styles. But um, yeah, it's definitely gone a bit slimmer these days.
0: Yeah, well, I, mean, I think it's it's the in, in between is where where I kind of it looks. I think there was kind of a point around that kind of. Um Which I think is maybe the kind of, from looking at more recent footage of you, where you've landed as well, right? This is loose fitting Mm -hmm. without being clown pants stuff. Like, I think that was kind of where things landed, the kind of when razors began to rise and Brian Aragorn and all them, it was not yet skinny, 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 skinny jeans, like is kind of the main fashion now, but not Mm -hmm. ridiculously clown pants, but just sort of loose, loose, which facilitates movement and doesn't... I think the skinny... Maybe it's a good thing I don't know but it, it it super accentuates leg movements and can make you look a little bit like a um a spider caught in a bit of water i don't know whereas I feel like yeah. a bit of looseness you know um kind of i don't know like buffers the the human movement in a way that you know i don't know i reckon looks looks good uh-huh.
1: I agree. I mean, different pants and different cuts do different things to you. And, you know, there's those pants that cut off your backside and it looks like you've got no butt. And that that doesn't do any justice to anyone either. Mm. But um, I don't know. I I come from the generation of vert skaters where vert was pretty much it. And, you know, we skated mini a little bit and went out and skated street but didn't know much about it. Um, So we were still dressed for skating vert so we'd have vert pads on yep. big bulky knee pads all that sort of stuff so i find it really hard to, to skate without pads on mm. i mean i could do it but i feel really i lose my confidence when i start doing tricks and things um so i need to sort of wear something and yeah to have uh, pads on underneath jeans i mean wearing gaskets mm. um but, yeah, you need to have a little bit of movement still. So my pants have got to fit those under there too. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So talk us about this ramp. It doesn't look like a mega big ramp at this stage. How how high do you reckon this one was back in? Can you remember?
1: Oh, let me flick through. I've just got it open on a different page. Um, <clears throat> open to the vert. Um, so these ramps were usually about 11-ish, 11-ish foot. Um, they weren't big. And I think that kind of... Because those big roll-in
0: X Games ones, they're they aren't they? The kind of ones that you see yeah, look, the end of the 90s. Uh,
1: not long after this, uh, I went to um, Lausanne, Switzerland, and we skated a, a custom ramp there. They just uh, built a ramp in a park. And this thing was 13 foot to the, the base, yeah. uh, to the coping, and then it had... Several different rollings
0: and things. And yeah.
1: several extensions at different parts. Not rolling, yeah, but several extensions. Um at different heights. So you could basically skate it as a fourteen foot ramp and it was massive. <laughs> um and i I wasn't terrible, but I looked like I was probably leaving the ramp from underneath the coping well before the vert.
0: Um, I know all and, about yeah. that, man. I'm a mar I can teach you about that.
1: Yeah, well, there you go. If you want a vert skater who's um, who's not a big ramp skater to, um, to feel big, yes, and to make something feel like it's big for them, stick them on a big ramp.
0: Yeah.
1: Because um, I know I got I got used to skating out here, my local, which I believe is the Babel 11, and then uh, Monster Skate Park in Sydney. Um, it just feels massive when I go there. I'm not used to it. Uh, yeah, you feel like you're in the air for so much longer. Mm. And, look, I skated it plenty of times uh, back when I was skating a lot more. And it was fine. Uh, you sort of get used to it. Um, but as someone who's now a lot more occasional, um, yeah, bigger ramps are a lot more daunting. Um, and, yeah, everything can be done, yeah. but it's slower and steadier. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So here we've got 11-foot ramp. Can you remember the format? Was it... Um Two runs,
1: three runs, one. Uh, so there were there were knockout runs. Right. Um, you were against four other skaters, generally. Yep. And um, yeah, points out of two hundred, and um, yeah, generally I believe it was sixty seconds. Uh, you, I mean, you could time it if you like. Some Gosh, of the runs that they show are not um, not edited. There, it's only the sound that I had to edit because it was a just terrible yeah um but uh yeah uh, you uh, advanced to your group of four would advance to the next section if you beat the two that were below you all right um and yeah i believe we we went from uh 16 to 8 to 4 to 2 to me
0: <laughs> and so give, give us a bit of the background what was going on what were you, how you're feeling what was where were you at with your were you had you been doing a more or less a similar run for all of these or were you, were you trying stuff new for this particular new jersey leg uh, was well
1: yeah i um i'd recently come from doing a, a bunch of stuff with with sessa and having him in my ear um uh, like, and listening and really paying attention to what he was telling me because he was, you know, the the guy who'd been over here a couple of times and um, it was still like pretty new to me. And um, he was, so I had this thing in my head because I'd come from um, doing just a couple fell of. fell over on
0: a backside royale just then. That was a shame.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> the thing was, uh, I had this thing in my head to do what you know. Uh huh so yeah, okay. do your big tricks do uh, uh several airs at the start then do a flip of some description then from the flip I had this run that everybody who knows me knows I would do it and I've done it a million times I could do it with my eyes closed but that's a bad idea don't try that huh. um just a, a backflip to fake 540 to fakey three and then I could do something else uh-huh. and um in this sort of period of time of skating there was so many skaters and you, if you watch a lot of the, the other skaters here and you know at that similar time they wouldn't do a lot of back-to-back tricks and um the ones that would do back-to-back tricks couldn't do them over the coping and that was something that i sort of had at the time and um because i'd just come from woodward and been practicing on uh yeah they're just phenomenal ramps there i'd um i nailed my 720 and my 720 mctwist yeah so um yeah this was the the first and i think only comp where um where i landed a, a mctwist to 720 mctwist on the other side
0: yeah
1: and yeah it just yeah too easy um yeah i was just having a good time oh, i was awesome. really happy and because yeah i started with the do what you know so i did the 10 walls of i could do this any yeah. day of the week and then i would generally try and get out a few grinds because everybody wanted to see the grinds because you know the street was gaining popularity and yeah so one minute runs I just time
0: to run then that was one minute and um, yep. and so the backslide is coming into vert at this stage, I and mean, that would be relatively new at this stage as a as a
1: trick uh, on vert. I don't vert. think backslide was new, but no? not,
0: okay.
1: not a lot of people were great at it, and it wasn't yeah. a big vert trick. A lot of the vert skaters were not grinders. Uh-huh. Um, you had yeah people that could do it, but um,
0: yeah, oh, I think man, that uh, tweaked backflip is so good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's your run. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a fun oh, one. Here's the spins. Yeah, lovely. And, yeah, it's all up above the coping. Yeah, that's great.
1: Yeah, that, w- that was basically the key to yeah. to maintain your amplitude and um, keep doing tricks every wall. Don't waste too much time. I know I sort of cringe when I look at my unity uh, in that run. Yes, yeah. Just... And I'm like, oh, God. And then I spend so much time, like, rolling backwards going, oh, I was probably trying to catch my breath. <laughs> but, um, yep. yeah, yeah. These days, it's not something that I would ever fall on because, you know, grinding
0: Was that a pad slide, was it,
1: or was it a backslide?
0: Backslide. Yeah, right. Yeah, so rocket
1: backslide yeah. was one of the tricks because those, I believe I was on Majestics uh-huh. at the time. I think you can see my grind plate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because, yeah, we, we didn't have, uh, like, UFS wasn't a thing. Yep. Um, yeah, we, we had to make our own uh, version of, of UFS. Yep. and um, and heel plates to to flatten out your soles so you could mm. do decent soles. Um, yeah, it was still sort of during that time. And, um, yeah, backslides on Majestic 12s in those days was my jam. I don't know. I just had it. So, yeah, pulled it out. I got a few nice pictures from that sort of era um, doing backslides. It's much harder in skates these days. Yeah, I think the, the plastic is different. Yeah, okay and um yeah it just makes it uh, a lot more difficult to do consistently and at the same sort of way used to be able to go at it fairly slowly yep and i i can only guess because i haven't dared try it again with um with any of those sorts of skates but um i assume that the plastic was a bit softer Mm. um on the the outside of the frames and those sorts of things and um yeah it just tend to slow you down so those sorts of Tricks that you would call balanced, yeah, uh, seem to be a little bit easier. At least the backslide ones were, anyway. Definitely for myself.
0: Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I found, um, I found trying to learn backslide. I mean, this, uh, this is probably relevantly related, but trying to learn backslides on a kind of just a home PVC pipe, I found really hard to do. But then um, going and doing it uh, plastic on metal made a huge difference in terms of learning. So, yeah, I don't
1: know how
0: that I, works. I
1: think. Um, wax needs to be used sort of sparingly if you're going for Mm. that in my opinion the way that i do the backslide i need to feel the coping i need the grip
0: yeah i think that's it yeah so you actually you've got you're feeling this friction point so you can confidently balance and find that sweet spot between frame and boot and and exactly it's a bit
1: more forgiving when you've got that uh, little bit of friction yeah
0: yeah yeah. um
1: whereas when it's super slick i mean it's great for doing uh, variations Uh um oh yeah Like realistically putting your feet in a specific position and then just holding that for a second and then moving to a different position when you're on a sole or something like that on PVC, yeah, is great. But um, yeah, for backslides and the like, um, yeah, it, it doesn't help, I don't think.
0: And so, who who were in the midst of this this competition? Just well, this is quite fun zeroing in because we did the whole we've done a whole bunch of stuff with the kind of big picture, but zeroing in on one comp is quite fun like this. It's nice just getting those bits and pieces. But um, sure. who who were others in the, in the scheme of that that particular? Uh, you know, especially perhaps you got down to the last sort of eight or four. Who who did you feel like you know was the real threat? And you were watching, going, "Oh crap, can I match that?" And whatever. What were some of the? Um, the dynamics between the other competitors and who wasn't there perhaps that was, was good that they weren't there.
1: Well, I mean, there was a couple of people that, that weren't there that I was glad because I knew that they were around. Uh, Tim board was in the country and not far away. Yep. Uh, but he wasn't going to that competition. I think, uh, the X games, uh, conflicted. He was traveling to the X games at the same time that this competition was on. Yeah. I think that was it. Um, sorry, you know, 20 years ago, but, yeah. um, <clears throat> yeah, that meant that there was a few skaters and Cesar was in the same boat because I'd been in a competition with Cesar a few weeks prior. And, um, yeah, look, between uh, Tim and Cesar, there's it would have been a lot less likely for me to um, sort of cruise into first place. Um, but it's not like there was no competition. Um, Sam Fogarty is always... Uh, good competition, you know, skates street, skates vert, like yeah. solid, he could do a McTwist, and I mean, you see in here, he does an uh, amazing uh, alley at Fishbrain, mm. um, but whether it wasn't his comp, or... Um, Fly around yeah, the world it was, to it was, compete
0: against Aussies, it's hilarious, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but
1: I mean, it, that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what it was, I don't know I've only said the Aussie names, yeah. but um, yeah, but I'd, uh, I'd not met Tyler Shields before or Ray Mendez before this time and um, yeah they were nice people and um, yeah happy to be skating against them but I just had no idea what they were capable of like and um, there's only so much you can get from skating a ramp in practice because people won't do their most dangerous sort of risky tricks during that time Um, but yeah uh, there was tons of good um, skaters around um and yeah, I just happened to be in a bunch where you know the the difficulty level for me was going to be high, but yeah. not insurmountable and um, I was at a point where I was doing well and uh managed to string together enough things that um yeah it was what everyone wanted to see and yeah, I was happy with it
0: well done man and um does mm. does it feel better having your um uh having like a really good MC, MC while you're skating? Are you even conscious of that, hearing um, AJ Jackson sort of calling you as you're skating or is it um, uh, you're so yeah, in look, the zone you're not really hearing? I had actually um, met AJ
1: a few times previous. He, um, he'd been over in um, Australia uh, the previous year and he, uh, he did the commentary for the Australian Nationals we had in Cairns yeah. and um, yeah, he got to know me there. I actually was injured in that competition, so I didn't end up finishing. But, um, yeah, he, he came up to me at the end of it, and then that's when he offered me uh, a sponsorship for Hardline, which was his yep. brand. Yep. And um, so, yeah, I had sort of a, a camaraderie with him already. We yep. had a, a back and forth, and so we were just like mates hanging on the, the top of the ramp. And, you know, he's got that voice – that you know, you, you hear it, and I mean, it's you hear it a few times in this video, but yeah, it's made for MC, <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, it's it's that, yeah, that cliche American accent, and yeah, the oohs and ahs that you get, and all the, the trick names and the accentuated uh ways oh. that he he says what he says is. Yeah, it's intoxicating, and you get into this zone of you're like, you're a rock star, yeah. and
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, <okay>. totally. <laughs> awesome. Anything else you want to share about that before we um, shift on to chatting about? Uh, we're going to chat about equipment a bit today. Um.
1: Cool. Uh, no, nah, look, I'm I'm happy to to bang on, but um, yeah, it's it's a shame that things like that are just not a thing anymore. Because, um, yeah, walking around and seeing, you know, 20 or so stalls where you can go and, and purchase East Pack backpacks and then Panasonic uh, equipment and, you know, Casio and, you know, all your skates and all sorts sort of stuff and have the rollerbladers actually there at the event, yeah. walking around in between events and watching the skate park, like, right there beside you at the same time. It's just a, a damn shame that there's nothing oh, like man. that.
0: Yeah. anymore well I mean again, I've been mentioned feast a couple of times because I've partly because I've unlocked the fact that my daughter Esther who um, who likes you know she likes skating I mean all the kids know, can skate but um, I discovered mm. during the winter Olympics that she loved watching competition action sports like something about the structure the the format, the numbers, the, you know, there's there enough of those things that are part of her personality and the way her brain works yeah. that really ticked her boxes. And so, we, you know, we watched the men's and women's finals of the snowboarding at the, um, the Winter Olympics. And, and since then, you know, we will sit down and whenever there's a new leg of the feast stuff, she'll, she'll sit and watch it. And it gets quite good at, no, she'll call, the, she'll call it within two or three points you know, in oh, terms of what cool. the judge's scores are. She'll go, oh, yeah, you know, the flow wasn't quite there. He stopped a couple of times, but he did use the whole park. <laughs> and, you know, I think the amplitude was good. I reckon that's probably a... You know, it's great. Um no, and, excellent. You know, I mean, that's that's uh, a small bit of that. But, you know, you know but, I mean... It's you know it'd be great yeah great if there yeah. were also you know in America Look when and it, in Australia it's basically
1: made for you. Mm. I mean in Australia it's hard we don't have the population yeah um, the money's not there I understand we've had as close as we can to events um, but yeah it was just um, it was it was it, it was, was always an experience doing that
0: awesome and kind of also sad all at once watching that um. The, was it the ARO or something from a few years ago in Canberra, just going, that the calibre of vert skating happening, and then you look at the crowd and you just go, oh, man. that's like 10 of us. <laughs> I know. You just go, oh, that, you know, that, uh, you just go, for what's happening here? You just wish there were more people watching it, you know? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just watch Shane Yost for five minutes. That's, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Mad Beef Rollerblading Podcast is produced by Mikey Lynch, theme music by Edifice Architect. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher, and get in touch with us on our Facebook page. Mad Beef is supported by Skater HQ. You can find them online at skaterhq.com.au. We are also supported by our growing number of Patreon patrons. To support the podcast, find us on Patreon, even just $2 a month. Every little bit helps.